Welcome to Living a Better Life podcast with your host, Madeline Golick. This is a weekly podcast exploring a variety of topics on how you can live a better life, not just physically, but in all aspects of what it means to be human living in a modern world. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not replace professional or medical advice. This podcast is sponsored by Ecophysiotherapy, where their mission is to educate, empower, and rehabilitate you back to health. Without further ado, please enjoy the show. Welcome to today's podcast. Our guest today is Augustina Horquera, a psychotherapist in Mississauga, Ontario. She completed her bachelor degree from McMaster University in psychology, neuroscience, and behavior. She went on to do her master's of education in counseling psychology and psychotherapy from the University of Toronto. Augustina has worked in a variety of clinical settings, providing clients with a variety of treatment approaches stemming from psychodynamic, cognitive behavioral, and emotion-focused therapy. Please enjoy our more in-depth conversation about what psychotherapy is, who it can help, and how it works. Please enjoy. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I thought it would be only appropriate for us to have this conversation because we're really happy to report that Augustina is now part of (laughs) our um, eco-physiotherapy team. And she is a registered psychotherapist. Mm-hmm. Now, do we have to say the qualifying part? No, that's fine. Okay. But, yeah. Well, so she's a registered psychotherapist. And um, so I thought this would be a great opportunity for us to get to know you mm-hmm. a little bit better. Yeah, so absolutely. why don't we start with, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Yeah. So uh, first and foremost, I want to say thank you yeah. uh, for welcoming me into your team. Uh, my name is Augustina, and I'm a registered psychotherapist under the College of registered psychotherapist of Ontario under the qualifying uh, realm which means that I work with supervision yeah um, what I did for my undergrad studies I studied um, psychology neuroscience and behavior at McMaster University so I did a bachelor of science there and then I really liked the aspect of kind of how psychotherapy um, interacts with this the psychological part neuroscience part of of how to you see somebody and how you conceptualize a person. So then I went on and I did my master's at the University of Toronto, specializing in counseling, psychology, and psychotherapy. And um, then I became a member of the college, and now here I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A mouth, so that's a me mouthful. in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a mouthful. Which, yes. which I think yes. you know is the perfect opportunity for us to kind of um, maybe break it down for yes. people about like what actually mm-hmm. is psychotherapy um and you know is there a difference between psychotherapy and psych like a psychologist because i'm sure people are wondering if the you know what differences yeah yes absolutely so psychotherapy to to give a basic explanation of what it entails is is a treatment of a mental health disorder or a struggle so it doesn't have to be a mental health disorder okay that's treated through a psychological means rather than a medical means So what that means is psychotherapy will not prescribe any medication. Mm. We are not qualified to do that. And we see, we come from an approach that a psychological concern, a struggle, or a diagnosed mental health disorder can be uh, managed and can be resolved 
with psychotherapeutic tools. Mm -hmm. And there are different tools that can help us delve into that in order to make the person feel better and regain quality of life. Yeah. And I think that's a really mm -hmm. important thing that you brought up about, you know, yes, we're, we're talking about dealing with mental health issues, mm -hmm. but we are also talking, you know, you're also pointing the fact that like, we all have struggles Yes, and we all have yes. moments in our lives where life gets really hard or, mm -hmm. you know, something happens that we sometimes hard to see the forest from the trees when we're in a situation and sometimes having somebody from the outside to guide us carefully to walk through our feelings and our emotions to make sense of it so that we can actually come out of, you know, come out the other end. Um, I, I heard a term like post-traumatic growth, right? Yes. You can have post-traumatic stress and you can have post-traumatic growth where you have an event that happens in your life that can either um, take you down a not so pleasant road or actually makes us grow into, um, a more, I don't know, well-rounded yeah. functioning, yeah. uh, individual in society. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I, a bit, well, you got it right on. A big part of that is that every person that comes into psychotherapy, they have a history and we all have a history. So you have a history, I have a history, but what really matters is how what is my story about that history? Right. Uh, and that's what we're trying to do. Some histories may have a lot of abuse and trauma. Other histories may not have as much abuse and trauma in the picture. But it, it psychotherapy is basically looking at that history and what is the story? Can I change the story so that mm. that history is not shaping me in maladaptive ways today? Right. Because it, it, it's that's true. Like in, in research when we're talking about pain, like yeah. how an individual... Um, processes, uh, you know, let's say an injury, mm -hmm. let, let's say like a car accident, right? How a person processes that experience is going to be dictated about how other members of their family deal with stress yes. and illness yes. and, you know, maybe past experience. Uh, maybe you had a good experience. I broke my ankle. They took really good care of me. I was great and I yes. healed. And so you feel really confident yes. in, yes. in your body's ability to heal. Maybe there was something else that happened, you know, some complicated, right? So it all depends on what we've experienced, mm -hmm. I think builds our perceptions. Yes. And also, um, drives our decisions that we don't even know that it's the driver. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be as something as, for example, if when I fell and I was little and, uh, somebody would be afraid for me, you know, and every time I fell, it's the parent that gets up and says, Oh my God, we need to take you to the hospital or we need to take you somewhere. Or the parent has that anxiety. It actually comes onto the child. And then as a grown up, that child, every time he or she falls may have that anxiety of, Oh, now I'm bleeding. Now this is going to get bad. Now I have to go to the hospital. And before you know right. it, there's all of these afterthoughts that are completely misinterpreting the event the right? actual yeah. and 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 so i guess that's where different um tools might yes. be coming in so maybe we could talk a little bit about what like what are some tools yeah. that you would bring into a situation to to help a person sure um with psychotherapy an easy way to understand it it's like um, when somebody studies engineering right so yes. they they become an engineer but then you have different routes you can go into civil engineering you could go into electrical engineering you could go into mechanical engineering psychotherapy is much the same way okay within psychotherapy you have different approaches okay one approach that i'm sure everybody or most people have heard of is the cognitive behavioral therapy approach or CBT for short. Okay. And that tends to be a very practical way of resolving the symptoms as they're happening now. 
Okay, mm. so it's more um, giving about it's it involves a lot of psychoeducation from the therapist to the client about what's the relationship between a sensation, how what's the thought about the sensation, and then do we believe the thought that we have about the sensation and what's our feeling consequences of that. Mm. And then there are other therapies that are more um, they're called emotion focused or psychodynamic therapies humanistic therapies that are more about the talking rather than the doing. So CBT can be more about the doing. The person coming in can get sometimes homework exercises or strategies. Okay, so if we're feeling anxiety, this is what we can do and this is how we lower it down. Whereas with the other therapies that I've mentioned, such as psychodynamic or more humanistic, um, it becomes more about the talking rather than the doing. So we start conceptualizing, okay, when I was a child, this is how things were dealt with. I'm wondering how much of that I'm taking with me. Right. And how helpful is it today when I'm an adult and I'm no longer a child? Right. Those are the different therapies. Now, what therapy would I be using with a person? It really depends on what the person wants. Um, Some people work in a much more structured level, so they need, they like having that homework, the tracking of their thoughts, tracking of the feelings. What are the triggers in this situation? How do I cope when I'm in this position? So CBT would be great. CBT maybe paired with some mindfulness would be really good. They're their to-do therapies, right? Yeah, And some people may come in with more general issues, like perhaps maybe death anxiety, and how do I conceptualize that, and what does that mean to me, and making meaning out of their story. Mm. So then we might sit back a little bit as a therapist, not do so much of the guiding that you might see in CBT, and really let the client kind of guide us a little bit more. Right, right. Um, and, 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 you know, and then the mindfulness yes. piece as well, you do some work with, with, uh, with that as well. Yes. What you mentioned emotional therapy, yes. what does that, what's that look like? Emotion focused therapy is based on the belief that we have primary emotions. So for example, a child is born and within a few weeks of life, we can see that the child smiles, right? Yes. And there's happiness that evolves quite quickly in the child, um, sadness, anger, and those are primary, primary emotions. And then we start having secondary emotions, which are almost like emotions about the emotions. And when I ah. talk about emotions, it's feelings. Right. Um, so emotion-focused therapy tends to really have the person explore what's the emotion there. And an example mm. I give of this is when we're walking down the street and we trip uh, and there's people around us, the first thing we do is we get up and we, you know, might swear a little bit or act a little angry. But if we go a little bit below the surface there, it's really more embarrassment. We're embarrassed that we fell. We're embarrassed that people saw us, but our way of covering that up is to look angry because that is much more acceptable to us Mm. than actually feeling that embarrassment in front of everyone else. That vulnerability, that, you know, feeling, feeling, human really right and, exactly. and that we all yep. make uh you know we all have our little foibles yes. i like to call them and foibles, and certainly yeah. but you know and even going into that is is you know you have the 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 feel well you, i think you said it feelings yeah which are sensations and emotions uh one of the things that i'm learning about is like it's felt within yeah. the body we feel it in the body so yes. we might you know mentally or cognitively um try to dissociate or move away from our feelings and emotions yeah. but the but the actual physiology of those yeah. things actually stay present with us yeah. 
whether we're aware of it or not. Yeah. And I think that's an important aspect that is not always given as mm -hmm. much attention because we think of mental health. We really don't talk also about emotional health yeah. and trying to understand what role that plays in the construct of our whole experience mm -hmm. of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's talking about the relationship about emotions or feelings and mental health, right? And, mm. and research shows that people that um, are able to respond to their emotions more adaptively tend to have more uh, adaptive or more favorable mental health. So the ability of recognizing, okay, right now I'm angry and this is how I'm going to respond to this by backing away, regathering my thoughts and saying, okay, I'm going to let this time go by so I'm not so angry. I'm not reacting on my anger, but rather I'm reacting to the situation. And having that level of insight greatly impacts mental health in, in a good way if we're able to yeah. adjust to what the emotions are. Yeah. So let's maybe just highlight also, mm -hmm. you know, because I think um, psychotherapy also has a lot to offer, uh, you know, for individuals that are maybe looking to optimize yes. their um, interaction. So maybe there isn't a mental health issue. Yeah. Maybe there isn't a grief or an event happening. Maybe mm -hmm. um, can people benefit from for, for self-development and mm -hmm. self-optimization. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, I'm looking at it from the perspective of, a let's say, like a business owner trying to juggle family yeah. and work. And, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, like you're facing failures all the time, yeah. right? And you're yeah. facing stress all the time. And how can we better develop coping strategies yeah. to move through these difficult situations? And I feel like psychotherapy has done me a great service in that way of helping me figure out, okay, how do I work around some of this negative self-talk mm -hmm. that happens mm -hmm. when there's something not going the way that I want it to be going? Yeah. Um, so I think it's, I just think it's important to highlight that not necessarily because there's a problem. Maybe yeah. I, like for myself, it's like if a problem arises, I just want to know that I'm optimizing my ability to, to yeah. cope and not become overwhelmed yes. so that, you yes. know, I'm not being pushed. Yes. Yeah into um, emotional reactions. Right, yeah, and you're preventing that kind of breakdown. Um, yeah, and, and that's exactly it. So some of the clients that come in to do psychotherapy, um, a lot of them don't have a diagnosed mental health disorder. Yeah. Um, and, and then people ask, well, what is a mental health disorder, right? Well, some people have clinical depression and it's been diagnosed uh, by a certain physician or a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Some people are going through a life transition. So whether it's children moving out of the home and then now what is the meaning of my life, right? Right, um, yeah. Sometimes it can be about job loss, uh, divorce. Those are all big losses yeah. that can impact the level of functioning that someone has. And exactly like you said, psychotherapy, if you think about it, it is one hour that is devoted right, between two people in which the therapist brings nothing of him or herself to you as a yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. And you're just receiving everything that the person is feeling. And and when we think yeah. about how many times do you have that kind of unconditional one hour to yourself where you can take the time to explore every feeling that goes on, what you're feeling, what you're going through, it's very, very difficult. And some people have friends and they say, well, what would it be the same as talking to a friend? But then we start blurring the lines of friends tend to sometimes give advice, where psychotherapy is we facilitate you 
finding the best tool for you. Right, right. So like a lot of self, um, self-directed, yes. um, you know, we can't do it for you. We can help guide you so that you can yeah. find the r- route that works best, yes. you know, best for you. So Absolutely. I think that can be extremely valuable and helpful in, in really any situation. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And, um, sometimes just being able to talk to somebody who has no participation or like no active role in the situation, just through the act of hearing your own self, say it out loud with one or two questions to guide you to dive a little deeper can really help you unravel, um, a lot of insights that are underneath the surface. You know, they're like within you, but you just can't seem to... Yes. get the the way to to yeah. get them out and yeah. and so I think you know there's a lot of techniques to help draw yes. Yes. those things out absolutely yeah yeah so I guess um so we kind of already covered some examples of different clients you sort of might be um might be seeing maybe you could talk a little bit about like what clients might expect in a visit like what yeah. what might happen absolutely so in a first psychotherapy above all is a process right and actually um the one thing that guides success of a therapy is the report that's developed or the therapeutic alliance as more scientific terms like to call it the report that is developed between the client and the therapist. Yes. So the stronger that report is, the more successful that um, therapy has the chances of being. So in the first session, we really try to get to know who the client is. Mm. So we listen to the client's story and we're listening for different things. As a therapist, we're trying to sense. So we're trying to really have a sense of how the client conceptualizes the world around him or her, Mm. who the client is bringing up as support networks. You know, do they talk about kids? Do they talk about a spouse? Do they talk about support networks or do they have very little supports? There's a lot that the client brings that is unsaid right so as a therapist we sit back and we really sense what the client brings into the first session yes and then we try to conceive okay what is the client really trying to tell us he started off the session by telling me this now we're at this point what is she trying to put together and then we interpret okay this is what may be happening I have an idea that this is the route maybe that we want to take so the first session is really getting to know the client asking those questions like you said that might reveal something else that is going on at the time most of the times client come clients come in with one concern and it's actually something completely different yeah. that we're working <laughs> yeah. on yeah yeah so it's getting a sense of that so the first few sessions I would say call them assessment sessions where we're yes. really trying to assess where the client is at, what are the issues at hand, what are we trying to solve? And then we post to the client, okay, this is the way I work, this is something that might be helpful to you. Um, and that's generally how we work. The The best, um, I think, route for psychotherapy to be successful or to set it up for success is, again, having that good rapport with the therapist. And then also making it consistent. So yeah. as consistent as possible. So if we meet on Tuesdays, let's try to keep it for every Tuesday, once a week. And then as we start seeing progress, then maybe it can be once every two weeks or once every four weeks. Right. But really leaving it as a process um, leaving too much of that kind of anxiety of wanting it to work. It's a process, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the commitment and the courage, right? It's, it's the courage and the commitment to stick with a process to get the results that, that you want. I think that's true for any therapy, whether it's physiotherapy or chiropractor or psychology or, you know, um, 
these things didn't just show up in most cases yeah. they didn't just show up from nowhere right yeah. so it takes some time to, to delicately maneuver and yeah. really get to the root causes of what's causing your shoulder pain or what's causing yeah. you to feel so bad about this situation like yeah. what led us to this point so yeah. so really it's a process and and you know um you have to be you have to be involved yeah. you're an act you know it has to be an active participation yes, in the process for yeah. for success same yeah. thing with physio right yeah. if if you're not going to you know if you're not going home and kind of doing some of the exercises you can you know you might not see the same yeah. type of same type of oh, results absolutely. right yeah 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 um so um i wanted to maybe talk about you know why why would addressing emotions and mental health like why or, or or just not even mental health but just the way that we think and process like why is that important for us right as yeah. individuals to to consider as yeah. part of our holistic treatment plan yeah well we are um, we are physical beings and we have a head that's being attached to the rest of our bodies and so that kind of parallels what goes on in the psychotherapy world is that whatever goes on here impacts the rest of our bodies right Absolutely. and we see that a lot in depression so sometimes kind of the emotion can set up the body to feel a certain way and what we see in depression is kind of the slouchiness so even if we look at the physical symptoms right people not getting out of bed and and they'll say somebody going through uh, depression will say you know what it's not that I I don't want to get out of bed. It's that my body hurts. Yes. Right? And yep. they indicate pain. Yep. And they say, you know, since my somebody died or since that loss that they suffered in their lives, I've been feeling like this. And now I'm having this physical this physical reaction to it and I don't know how to deal with it. So it's this connection, right? You yeah. can't have one without the other. Um, same thing can be said about panic attacks, people suffering panic attacks. They feel the palpitations, the physical reactions, and then they have the emotional response of, oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm going to lose control. Right. right? Yeah. So sometimes yeah, yeah. it's the physical coming in first, followed by the emotional, and then they start looping into each other. Yeah. Right. And we see that oftentimes with, mm -hmm. you know, chronic yes. pain yeah. uh, symptoms is, is usually there's an interplay between you know, uh, depression, anxiety, and physical pain, because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, emotions are physical. They're physical yes. sensations. They're, yeah. it's our physiology responding yeah. to something. And it's, and it's oftentimes asking us to look at something yes. that it wants our attention or needs yes. to be looked at it. Um, and you know, are we set up to understand? Yeah what the body is experiencing. And if we don't understand and there's a disconnect between mind, body, yes, um, then we run into all sorts of different yeah. issues, right? Yeah. And yeah. so that's why I think having somebody to provide that aspect is so helpful with what I, you know, we as physiotherapists, we're working on the body. We're trying to get you mm -hmm. connected with your body. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes there could be a disconnect that the mind does not yes. want to connect with the body yes, yes. and so that's sometimes why pain persists yeah because yeah. we're not really addressing mm -hmm. what's driving the pain sometimes yes. it, it, it's such a intricate interplay between yeah. um you know mind emotions and and bought and the physical sensations yes. that really to approach um especially a, you know a chronic pain situation we really need to look at the whole picture yes in order yeah. to really help that person move, uh, you know, move forward. forward right. Yeah. So we need movement. We need feeling, we need to, you know, sense yeah. our body, but we also need to sense it from within. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. And a lot of that too is seen, sometimes people may come into psychotherapy for substance use, right? And a lot of substance use is you're picturing this great uh, alleviation of whatever pain it is through the use of that substance. So a lot of the times it's said that the person relapses before they actually physically relapse, right? Right. It's in their mind, their, their neurons are wiring together and they're saying, yes, 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 I'm driving you to get this because this felt so good in the past go get it. And that puts our bodies into motion to achieving that drug of choice or whatever or it may whatever be. Or whatever substance, yeah, yeah to, to, to numb. I, I heard a great saying um, by a doctor, I think it, uh, his name is Gabor Mate. He said, yeah. uh, with respect to substance yeah. uh, or addictions, really, yeah. it could be addiction to anything. It doesn't even need to yeah. be a substance. It could be anything. Um, he said, you know, or his words were, why? it's not why the substance, it's why the pain. Why the pain, yeah. Right. Yeah. Because really the things that we do, um, yeah. the choices we make, if we're feeling a pain and again, that can be an emotional pain, yeah. right? It can be an emotional, yeah. physical sensation. Yeah. So, and of course it, it turns into a, it, it is a physical sensation as well, but, yeah. um, we want to make it go away. Yeah. And if we don't have the right tools or the right conceptualization yeah. or even the right understanding of what it is I'm actually feeling, yeah. right? Is yeah. it dangerous? Is it not dangerous? Right. Am I safe? You know, it doesn't mean something bad is happening to me, yeah. um, right? There's a lot of thought process that goes around yeah. the sensations. And if we don't, if we're not connected, then we're not confident within our own yeah. bodies. And when we're not confident within our own bodies, right? Yeah. We just want to numb it down, right? Yes. So yeah, yeah, the substance makes us feel better because it takes that unpleasant sensation yeah. away yeah. through numbing. Yeah. But when yeah. it wears off, guess what's still there, right? Yeah. It's still yeah. that yeah. underlying yeah. sensation, yeah. right? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So it's not yeah. why the substance, but why the pain? Why the pain, yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then our jobs if, from health, as healthcare yeah. providers is what is the best way that we can help you understand what yeah. what that pain is, what's yeah. driving the pain. Um, and how can we get you moving physically yeah. and how can we get you thinking differently so that really it's doing, it's impacting the same thing. We're yeah. just taking a different approach, yes. um, yes. of trying to basically talk to the nervous system. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. 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 So that's why I'm so happy that yeah. you're part of our I'm team because yeah. You know, this yeah. is really important work. And I think, um, you know, uh, this can't be undervalued. Mm -hmm. It's so, so important, yes. um, for overall health. And especially when we're talking about, you know, chronic, yeah. chronic pain and depression, anxiety, yeah. uh, because we know those numbers are going up Yeah, and they cluster together, right? It's the uh, well, chronic yeah, pain, exactly. the anxiety, the depression. Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So I wanted to thank you for just coming to do this impromptu yeah. video yeah. to help our audience sort of understand a little bit more yeah. about what you do. Um, so we will have contact. Well, you'll have our contact details. And yes. if you feel like Augustina might be able to help you with something that you're working through or you think that we can take a interdisciplinary mm -hmm. approach. Maybe you have some chronic, uh, persisting mm -hmm. pain or, you know, mm -hmm. the, um, we can certainly help you with that. So get in contact with us, send us an email, uh, send us a message and we'll do our very best to, um, get you, um, to the right person yeah. to help you. So thank you again. Thank you, thank you very All much. All right. And thanks for watching guys. See you later. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Living a Better Life podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our show to stay up to date with our latest and greatest episodes. We would also love to hear your comments, suggestions, and reviews. Thanks again. Until the next episode. Bye for now.